This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Time now. We do it every week on Wednesdays for our Fraud Alert. So, Paige, you Fraud Alert. Oh, I got a little excited there, Paige. You did. You got fired Told you, my brain today, just absolute mush. I apologize for anything that I say. You're really excited to call somebody a fraud. I'm... (laughs) I'm really excited to sleep for like 14 <laughs> hours and then eat and then sleep some more and then be back with you on Friday for the Egg Bowl. Oh. Actually, that's tomorrow. That's Thursday. Yeah. Friday, we have a bunch of college hoops. Yeah, we have we a do. bunch of college football. Friday is actually one of my favorite days of the year. I agree. It's a spectacular day. Now we have World Cup, too. Ooh, I just eat turkey sandwiches all day. USA for, oh, my and goodness. bet football. Dude, we got that Cincy game bright Cincy, and early. Noon England, kickoff. USA, college hoops. What yeah. a day. It's going to be a day. Uh, I'm going to circle back. Something you, somebody, a team that you threw on your fraud alert a couple weeks back, and I kind of bring them up every week as frauds and fade them. Uh, I'm going to go back to the Minnesota Vikings, though, Mm. after what we saw. Big spot against the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys coming off an embarrassing loss to a terrible Green Bay Packer team, a game that they should have won. They had a two-score lead, and then Dak threw a couple bad interceptions to CeeDee Lamb that were mainly on CeeDee Lamb. But, uh, man, you look at it, man, and... I know point differential isn't everything, but the Vikings have been outscored this season. So they're a two-loss team, but they've been outscored. They are benefiting right now from being in a terrible NFC North. Same thing that the Packers have done the last couple of years. I've always understood, like especially when we get into the playoffs, like last year, I understood why the 49ers were steamed in that game. And I, if I bet against Green Bay, I would have bet San Francisco too because Green Bay has taken advantage of the NFC North the last couple of years, since Matt LaFleur got there. His first two years, they didn't lose a division game, man. And then they finally lost to the Vikings. But wow. the Lions are terrible. I know they've won three straight, but that's not a good football team. No. The Bears have finally figured out how to move the football, but now we got uh, Justin Fields dealing with a damn injury. Yeah, and their defense can't stop anyone. Can't stop anybody. And then Green Bay has been a big letdown. And Minnesota saw them week one, where Aaron Rodgers was working with a completely new wide receiver room. Didn't have David Bakhtiari or Elton Jenkins in that game. Right. The defensive side of the ball was a huge letdown in that game. But in the second half, Minnesota didn't really have to do anything, and they didn't do anything. Green Bay kind of shut them down. I just, man, the point differential, the way that they went out against a good Dallas team. And it's like, I like Kevin O'Connell, but if you could shut down that 11 personnel, those three wide receiver run looks, like a team like New England this week, I think will be able to, and you force Kirk Cousins to beat you, and you're able to get pressure on him, he still makes those stupid mistakes. And I know the stats and the numbers look really good last year, but he's kind of came back down to earth. Sometimes, if you play Justin Jefferson props, drives you nuts, because you're like, where the hell is Justin Jefferson? I know Adam Thielen isn't what he used to be. I will say the TJ Hawkinson pickup is huge, man, because now they're using a couple, they're, they're using two tight end sets a little bit more. They got to they got to mix up their play calling a little bit, but I think the Vikings are frauds, and I think they have taken advantage of a bad NFC. They got really lucky against Buffalo, and I think they come back down to earth here these next couple weeks, starting tomorrow against New England. 
Right? Love that. Happy to uh, have you along, the Vikings are fraud bandwagon. Yeah, they stink. The team I'm going with is Kirk Cousins' former team, the Commanders. I oh, think no. they are some frauds. I'm betting them this weekend. Are you? Yeah, in like, the first half, I like them. I like Atlanta with the points this weekend. So the Commanders have won five of their last six games. Heineke continues to cover spreads, win games. Chase Young's activated this week. A lot of excitement around the D.C. area. Their finishing stretch, not easy. Home against Atlanta this week. At the Giants, bye week, home against the Giants, at San Francisco, versus Cleveland with Deshaun Watson, and then they finish the season at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Washington, Ryan, now that they have expectations, now that people are believing in them, Mm -hmm. that's when we start to fade them. That's when the commanders that I know and love will start to show their true colors. They've been going on a nice little run here. They had a fortunate win against the Eagles. They forced three fumbles in that game. Very fluky. The Colts game, they were lucky to win. You know what's funny is the Minnesota game is the game they really should have won, and they managed to lose that game. And then last week, the Houston Texans, the first drive of that game, the Texans had a go ball deep, and the receiver dropped it, changed the entire complexion of the game. That same drive, the Texans went on to throw a pick six, and it was done. So Washington, good for them for getting hot. They're playing hard for Ron Rivera. Terry McLaurin's great. The defense is playing better. Brian Robinson's looking like a good draft pick. Nice little one-two with him and Gibson going on. But the end, but this schedule that they have remaining with the Giants twice, Dallas, San Francisco, it's just going to be too tough for them to make the playoffs. So when I say the commanders are frauds, I mean it in the sense that they're not a playoff team. They're they're not going to make the postseason. Now, somebody out of Dallas, New York, or somebody out of New York, Atlanta, and Washington is going to have to make the playoffs. And I don't think any three of them are playoff caliber teams. But if you had to have me pick a team, I think it's the Giants just because of their coach. I just like table that much. Wink Martindale is their DC. Daniel Jones, I mean, he's okay, but Saquon's great, and uh, the defense has really been playing good football. So I would I would take the Giants to make the playoffs out of the NFC and get that seventh and final spot. I think Washington's going to come down to earth a little bit. And, you know, it's telling, Ryan, next week, the look-ahead lines, Washington's already favored in the game against the Giants in New York. They're one-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah. But this is no surprise. We know the markets have been disrespecting the Giants all year. But I think that's going to really, really motivate the Giants. Maybe there could be some look-ahead this week with the Commanders with that showdown against the Giants next week. So I think it's time to fade Washington. They've been a nice story. They've been rolling here as of late. But they got a, they got a tough remaining schedule with some big games and a lot of guys on that roster who— really aren't used to playing meaningful December football. I know they made the playoffs a couple of years ago when they played Brady and the Bucks, but I think it's time to fade Washington. They are on fraud alert this week. I love it. I got another team where I'm circling back, though, and it's North Carolina. So I technically haven't just done North Carolina. I did the entire ACC, yeah. and I stick by that. I did UNC that. last week. Did you? Uh-huh. Good, because they pissed me off. And, yeah. and I have to go here because they cost me money. They cost me a lot of money last week because did one of my favorite— No, Nope, nope, oh. nope. But one of my favorite win totals— was Georgia Tech under four and a half uh, wins. Georgia Tech is four and four in the conference. They are now five and six overall. And I knew I was screwed. The reason I went under four and a half, they had the worst AD in the country. I mean, look at the non-conference schedule again this year, man. And they had the worst head coach, in my opinion, in the ACC, Jeff Collins. And what did they do? They fired both of them earlier this season. They lost to UCF 
uh, 27 to 10. They lost by three scores, I know. And then they fired Stansberry, and then they fired Jeff Collins. And since then, this team's been on a freaking roll. But North Carolina, man, not only do they lose that game to Georgia Tech, and this is a North Carolina team that we have to watch in the ACC title game against Clemson. Oh, and who know. knows? Maybe they win that game because Clemson's a bunch that, of frauds, yeah, too. Yeah, that offense. But, man, not only do they lose this game, I tune in in the first half, and I'm like, all right, all I got to do is win, and then the dream is still alive that we go under four and a half. Because I even got a good number because that closed at three and a half for Georgia Tech. Wow. And I had the four and a right, half heavily you know juiced. They're not beating Georgia this week. No. So no. that was a winner. Well, no. Yeah, it's a winner. And I tune into that game. 17 nothing. Georgia Tech has the lead on North Carolina. I thought I was on mushrooms, man. They end up winning, winning that game. Georgia Tech beat North Carolina. So I like Drake May. I hope that if my team has to stink for the next year, that he's the number one overall pick for the Green Bay Packers, yeah, and Drake good. May uh, is the uh, replacement for Aaron Rodgers. He's great, mm-hmm. but that defense, bottom 100, they are terrible. They can't defend the pass. They can't defend the run. They don't get after the quarterback. They can't stop anybody. So finally they couldn't win in a shootout because of Drake May, and this is the reason why Max on the hot seat every freaking year, including this year, and now he's not going anywhere. They're playing in the ACC championship game in a couple weeks. Right. And we have to watch that nonsense. So North Carolina, frauds. All right, I love that with Carolina. I uh, I went with TCU as my frauds in the sense that I don't believe they're one of the top four teams in the country. Same. Like, what they've done is impressive. They're obviously undefeated. They've beaten everybody on their schedule. That's what you're supposed to do. But if you're telling me that TCU is better than Alabama, if you're telling me that TCU is better than even those Pac-12 teams, USC, I'd put Utah over them. I'd put Oregon over them on their best day. Uh, the way Notre Dame is playing right now, I think Notre Dame could beat TCU. I agree. You know, they're just, they, they've had a nice stretch. They're finding a way to win these games. They're the perfect Big 12 team because they have an elite wide receiver in Quentin Johnson. They have a playmaking quarterback in Max Duggan who can use his legs as well as throw it and spread it around. They have a physical running back, and their defense has really been playing well as of late as we talked with Mark Drumheller, and that's what he was saying as well. And they've just found ways to win, and you got to credit them for doing that they just have some minnesota vikings in them like they've kind of just been like getting by and winning all these close games and it's just a matter of time before they get blown out that's why i so badly want kansas to beat kansas state this week and i want texas to beat baylor so texas gets to play tcu in the big 12 title game next week because i think texas would win that game by 20 points I, i i think they would destroy him if they see him again so i uh it's only a matter of time between TCU. We've talked about how much we like Iowa State this weekend. We think they are alive for the upset. It would just not shock me in the slightest if TCU kind of gets through beating Baylor and yeah. Texas on the road. Now they come home, think they're good, and Matt Campbell and Iowa State's got something for them. But I just, you know, now that TCU is in the conversation where you win these final two games, you're going to be in the playoff. I think they have to be on fraud alert because they're just they're not a top four team. If they have to play Georgia in the semifinal, Ryan, if they have to play Ohio State, oh god, they're, they're gonna get destroyed. Yeah, man. I remember <laughs> being excited the uh the first year of the playoff for Washington. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be a lot and, worse than that. They actually oh, ba- yeah. they actually kind of battled in that game. They did. Their defense was playing great. I'll never forget Brown Jake Browning threw an interception to uh Ryan Anderson yeah. right at the end of the first half. It changed everything. But yeah, see, that's the thing. Washington had an elite defense. And they had a great head coach, Chris Peterson, who had experience. Like, Sonny Dykes, we know. I mean, he's a good coach. He's not a great coach. He's not elite. So, I just think it's only a matter of time before TCU gets exposed. 
Hopefully it's this week because I'm going to sprinkle some Iowa State money line. But uh, yeah. the Horn Frogs, they are on Frog. You're going to get a motivated Matt Campbell because now these jobs are opening up. Yeah, and I know he right. re upped a couple of years back, but he yeah. was the hot name. And now, like, nobody really talks about Matt Campbell anymore. Somebody was texting with me today and threw out Auburn. They said, Matty Campbell? They said Matt Campbell's going to beat TCU this week, get that signature win, and then he's going to go down to the Plains. I, I said, that's interesting. I could see it. Uh, honorable mention Zach Wilson, who was benched today, no longer <laughs> the starting quarterback frog. for the yeah. Jets. Uh, day after he lost his starting job, got killed by the media. Everybody on social media, he did apologize to his teammates. Not really for his play, but for the post-game comments where he took uh, no accountability for, for the loss, even though his team scored a whopping three points. Had about, what, 101 yards, 102 yards of total offense. That screen pass that he threw that sailed 55 feet over the receiver's head was one of the worst balls I've... He like, can't make the easy throws. It doesn't make any sense. He's clearly a fraud. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Man, you got to feel bad for the Jets because they could have had, I don't know, Justin Fields. 